RBC is a proud partner and supporter of Powwow Pitch and Indigenous entrepreneurs like Squalwen Botanicals' Lee Joseph. Discover her story in RBC's latest edition of A Chosen Journey at rbc.com forward slash a chosen journey. Traditional healing with a modern vibe. Sister Sage, powwow pitch winner, has got you covered. Cleanse your body and spirit with smokeless smudge, handmade soaps and bath bombs. Peace, love and smudge. Join the Sage fam at sistersage.com. Quay, I'm Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an Anishinaabe entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabe. I use Shopify to power my business, Herbraids, where I sell beaded pendants that support water security in Indigenous communities across Canada. You can sell your products online too with a 30-day free trial. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch today to put your products online and grow. Quay. Welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast, a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabeg. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins. And today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Her Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powell Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers and creators to share their stories, learnings and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch Podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada Podcast Network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, and Facebook. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to walk with the plants? Uh, today, we're so lucky to have our guest, uh, Lee Joseph, the founder of Squalwen Botanicals. Welcome, Lee. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here with you. Good. We're excited too. This is uh, Powell Pitch's first uh, podcast series. And so we're just going to introduce you and tell our audience who Lee Joseph is, and then we'll get right into it, a, a conversation with you. So Lee is an ethnobotanist and entrepreneur from Squamish First Nation. She contributes to cultural knowledge renewal in connection to traditional plant foods and medicines. Lee brings together Indigenous science and self-care rituals to create skin care experiences grounded in the natural world. Squalwen roughly translates to heart or essence of being in the Squamish language. This name honors the inspiration behind the business, building connections to the land through working with plants in a way that feeds one's heart and spirit. I love that so much. Um, Lee has been featured in El Canada, Flair, Chatelaine, Huffington Post, Our Root Magazine, and won 
the 2020 Indigenous Business of the Year. Lee is also the co-director and subject of the new document documentary, Walking with Plants, which tells the story of the role of plants relative in her life and healing journey. Lee, welcome to Power Pitch. We're really happy to have you here um, and we want to hear all of it. Um, so tell us, what took you, when did this journey in entrepreneurship start for you? Amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so the journey in entrepreneurship started in 2017. And it started really as a creative outlet for my research, which is in the field of ethnobotany, which looks at the cultural interrelationships between people and plants. And so I'd been studying in this field and also working with my community on um, land-based restoration projects. So looking at bringing culturally important plants back into key ecosystems like the Squamish estuary, and some of the forested ecosystems, as well as at uh, the cultural school that we have here in Squamish. And I'd been spending a lot of time learning about plants, writing about them, reading about them. And I realized that I hadn't really spent that much time out with the plants and out actually building my own relationship with the plants. And so after I finished my, my master's, I started really just delving into observing the plants through different times of the year, through different times of their life cycle, looking at the other relationships they were in with different uh, non-human life, like birds and insects and other animals that really rely on these certain plant foods as well and medicines. And it coincided with when I had my first baby, my daughter, Ava. And so it just was a really lovely time of you know, carrying her and going out into the forest and starting to really build my, my hands-on relationships. And that's, that's kind of where uh, Squalowin started was because I started harvesting plants and bringing them back and processing them and then making products to use with my kids in my home and also to gift to elders and communities that I was working with in a, a research or work way. Mm -hmm. Wow. So um, kids, you have, you have, you know, you mentioned my first, uh, one of my, my, my last child, my fourth, uh, it, her middle name is Oday, which is which means heart in Anishinaabemowin. So, um, yeah, how many kids do you have? Oh, that's so beautiful. I have two kids. I have my daughter Ava, who's seven, and my son Jake is five. And they are my little harvesting buddies. They love coming out um, with me on the trail, and they love to harvest and and build their own relationships with plants, which is just the most heartwarming thing for me to witness and to see, uh, you know, as we spend time out on the land together. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so what does a, a day in the life of you in your business and being a mom look like? Does, you know, how often are you on the land? How often do you get to bring them? Um, how, you know, how often are you, you know, taking care of the business side? How does that look for you? It's pretty wild it's a balance <laughs> for sure uh you know it, it's interesting because well this year my kids are both in school and so it looks like picking them up you know after school uh during the day i work on my business and i'm also finishing my my doctoral studies um so it's you know some disciplined writing time and then 
responding to a lot of emails uh, and working with my team. I have a team of six people and uh, four of which are Squamish Nation women. So they're working with me here on the ground. And so lots of, you know, communicating as we go through that. Um, and then I'll pick my kids up at the end of the day. And sometimes we'll, I'll bring their baskets. They each have baskets. And so I'll bring them and we'll head out and go harvesting. So this time of year is really the, um, I guess the the key time for harvesting. And so we'll go out and recently we've been harvesting Devil's Club bark. Um, oh, I'm sorry that I thought I turned off my alerts. I'm just going to see if I can. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my team paying yep. me on. Um, okay. I am just going to. Yep. This is the day in the life of an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> oh, my this, is, this is it. I'm uh, lucky to be uh, in studio since uh, COVID. I've been working from home and my four children are home. So having meetings when they're trying to homeschool or, sh you know, I'm, I'm doing our movements to be like over there for a minute. I'm almost done has been uh, super interesting to run a business, uh, mostly online. So I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. And I think I've I think I've successfully um, muted myself from my Slack channel. So <laughs> I hope I hope to have no more pings. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's it's such a balance. And I think it's, you know, the I think about it, because sometimes I feel like, Oh, my gosh, I feel, I feel stressed, there's there's a lot to do. And then I, I step back and I take a look at at all of the work though and i'm just so grateful and you know inspired by by all aspects of it and they really work together you know my my parenting is guided by this path that i'm on in terms of what i want to what experiences i want to offer to my children you know to be comfortable and grounded in natural spaces and on the land and the fact that right now they're really excited about harvesting with me is beautiful and no matter whether they you know how they carry on their land-based connections in their life i know that that is a seed that's planted for them and that's so important to me you know given my knowledge and my experience with intergenerational trauma in my family and knowing that a lot of my family members did not get you know the chance to uh, build these connections and with you know with the land with health and wellness from our you know squamish perspective and so that's really important and then you know that leads into my research in terms of really looking at indigenizing community-based research when it comes to um, culturally important plants and looking at different models and responsibilities for researchers in terms of working in ethical and reciprocal ways, you know, with cultural plant knowledge. And then, of course, that translates directly into how I'm building Squalowin and looking at also similarly creating, you know, indigenized frameworks to work within um, on my, you know, with my team and on my business side of things as well. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's been a common theme in uh, most of the conversations we've been having with entrepreneurs is healing interge intergenerational trauma through entrepreneurship. 
through land-based learning, through culture, through community. Um, and so it's all really connected. And, you know, uh, the word healing comes up a lot. And, you know, I, you know, people have shared their stories about, you know, 60s scoop and how we're just one generation out of that. Like, when was the last residential school uh, closed? I think it was 1998-ish, 1997, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like, I was a teenager. I was alive. Uh, I didn't have to go, luckily. But, like, this is all still so very fresh, right? And so yeah. how, how are we healing from that? And the fact that we're able to have this conversation and share that information with other Canadians is super important and super powerful because it's more than just starting a business. It's reclaiming that space and doing it in our way, in a good way and doing it very well. Like, I mean, I'm looking at your um, your Instagram and you have twenty five thousand followers. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's been so incredible to see that community in particular grow because it's it's been all organic growth. We find that because I, I have a friend who helps me with you know social media and um, newsletter uh, preparation and all that kind of stuff. And it's just been amazing to see the engagement and the resonance that a lot of our storytelling has with our audience. And so we're just so grateful for that, you know, for the really um, beautiful kind of engagement and conversations that come from that place. And I just, I'm so excited because what we share in those spaces is so, you know, close to my heart and is coming from a place that that is very personal. Uh, but I think resonates, you know, I believe it resonates with like, you know, every human has an, an intersection, an intersection, you know, with nature, with plants, whether it be a family memory or a favorite place that you go or a garden, you know, bed that you work with each season or however it is that, you know, we all can access that in some way. And the healing aspect of that you know, has been really key for me. And it's been um, an emotional journey because it's, it's been, you know, it's necessitated me looking into the impacts on this knowledge, looking into the limitations, you know, for my ancestors and my relatives in very recent years, not being able to even access, uh, you know, harvesting grounds or even the knowledge, you know, to be able to identify some of our really important, you know, plant relatives. And so, uh, the beauty and the strength that comes from it is also in recognizing, you know, that, that this, this very recent history and the ongoing, um, you know, the ongoing impacts and, and realities that, uh, you know, many people in my family and myself are still navigating, you know, in terms of um, indigeneity and, and so finding an outlet like Swallowing, which is just so, it just feels so positive and inspiring. And it's a space that I can bring all of the threads into and just put something beautiful out into the world, you know, from an Indigenous perspective and through storytelling that is grounded, you know, in, in my culture, but also in my experience as an Indigenous woman. And, you know, my hope is that it, the messages resonate, you know, far and wide. So that's an exciting part of our social media, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, uh, you know, 
we are storytellers and that shines through and that is one of our strengths right we all tell stories and listen to stories and do it in a in a funny and and light way uh you're definitely doing that but what's interesting uh something that you just said finding squalowen finding it how did you find it i feel like i don't know that's it. that's interesting that you chose that word so squalowen is a, a term that you know you'll hear in ceremony in um cultural spaces whenever we gather you know as squamish people squalowen is a, a word that is embedded in the language to express you know a concept a state of being that really doesn't translate to english mm. and so when i was thinking about you know grounding my business in an indigenous way i was thinking about names and thinking about the meaning and for me, this was a word I'd grown up hearing, even though I'm not a language speaker. It's one, you know, in my introduction that, you know, some of the language that I do know, um, it it is incorporated into that. And it's a representation to me. What it means is that it's accessing, you know, that spiritual heart-centered place that I find when I'm on the land and working with plants. And that's the place where I'm absolutely feeling the most grounded, the most resourced, the most joyful. And so following that is really key. And I find that, you know, it's even become a, a mindfulness practice for me to close my eyes and to picture different harvests and to, you know, really just key into the, you know, the sunlight, to what other plants are around, the scents, you know, the feeling on my skin of the wind or the breeze or whatever's happening around me. And that gives me a chance to just, you know, calm myself. And so if I can share that, you know, that kind of resourcing or the way it, it uh, has brought me, you know, a great amount of um, just benefit and strength I, you know, that that's an amazing thing. And so Squalowin really encapsulates that kind of concept. And so it really felt like a good um, North Star to have for mm. this business. I love that, uh, you know, sharing uh, sharing that calmness and that peace and all of everything that you just said. Um, but, you know, it's it's one thing to do that. And it's another thing to be able to support your family doing that. Um, how did you find that? Like, you know, it, you don't just make, you know, however much money you need to support your family in one year. There's very real aspects of being able to live a comfortable life and being able to not worry about, you know, the the next time you get paid or not worry so much about how did you find um, have you found that balance, uh, you know? Yeah, I feel like I'm finding it. Uh, definitely in the last year, Squalone has grown hugely from a, you know, a business perspective, like we've doubled, uh, or we increased our, our um, revenue by 200% over the last year. Mm. Our direct to consumer orders just really went through the roof, you know, this time last year. And so over this past year, it was it was still me doing everything by myself. Let's just say, you know, about this time last year. And now I have a team, you know, of, of six people that I'm working with. And that's been incredible to be able to hand things off. And that was a really hard step to take because I just couldn't fathom how to get everything out of my brain and put it, you know, out there to 
to share in that and to let go of, you know, things and hand things off. But it's been incredible to do that. It's a whole other, you know, learning path and and step is is working with a team. And then now I'm thinking, okay, how like how do I create the the kind of work environment and you know uh, I guess structures, you know, that really honor the the core of what Squallon's about. So definitely, you know, we're we're growing, we're continuing to grow quickly. The income that it's bringing in to my family is amazing. It just really, you know, it helps to feel, um, or it helps. Yeah. It, it helps to be, to be, you know, making an income and doing something that I absolutely love and just being really excited about continuing to grow it. And I have a lot of, um, mentorship, you know, on that path, I'm part of the fireweed accelerator program. So the first indigenous accelerator program, and that's just been incredible in terms of, you know, honing business skills. Cause as, as an entrepreneur, of course, I started out because I loved making things. I loved formulating products, you know, based on culturally important plants, but I did not realize that uh, I would also need to become really, you know, astute with my financials and really, you know, clearly understanding my branding, you know, across all levels of my business. And then, you know, now becoming like a team leader. And so I, there's just so many aspects. So I, I find that it's really exciting. I'm so glad to have, you know, support. And this year is the first year that I went out on the land with a team. And so we, you know, there was uh, five of us, five Squamish women going out and harvesting cottonwood buds together and just laughing and, you know, we're spread out along the riverside harvesting. And then we went out and we we're able to harvest, do a devil's club harvest. And we'll be going out this weekend to harvest stinging nettle together. And so there's an opportunity there to, uh, because a lot of the team members haven't harvested before we start each harvest with, you know, ceremony and with talking about what it means to harvest these particular plants in sustainable ways. And how are we going to give back as a business? Because one of our main, you know, goals is to also plant back uh, these Indigenous plants onto the landscape and work with uh, places like plant nurseries, organic farms, and uh, ideally, I would love to partner with Indigenous communities to be growing some of the botanicals that we utilize in our supply chain. So really looking at how to not be impacting wild populations, you know, as we scale of these plants that we work with. Wow. You know, I can just picture like I'm just imagining everything that you're saying about going out on the land and you've created that through something that you love to do and now are attracting the people who are doing that. And I, I remember I, I know exactly what you mean when you say, you know, when you started bringing on people with my first business uh, with Kwame's baby moccasins. I thought um, no one can, you know, bead like I bead and no one can cut like I cut. No one can like, you know, because it's your baby and it's it's hard to let that go because, you know, it's it's what you do. Um, but then once you take that step, then other gifts sort of appear. Uh, you know, you 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 are doing it with opening with ceremony. We used to meet all the time at either the band office and I'd teach a bunch of people how to bead at the band office and at the bingo hall uh, once a week. And uh, the gifts that that brought, like sitting around with a bunch of women from my community and chatting for three hours and feeling really empowered um, when if I hadn't taken that step, we wouldn't have been able to grow. But there's gifts in each process and every step that you take. They're just different gifts. Right. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, where do you see yourself going? What is the, you know, what is your next step? Yeah. So next steps are to really look at preparing our business model and our, you know, just sort of all aspects of the business to uh, continue to grow, you know, definitely through our direct to consumer um, sales, but also I would love to, to find a, uh, we, we do have a wholesale program with um, about 34 independent shops across Canada, which has been amazing. And there's so many great partnerships there and just such cool connections. And I can't wait to actually be able to go and visit a lot of these stores mm-hmm. one day. Uh, and I would love to also you know, be ready and poised for a larger retail partnership. I think just we're, we're in um, all Holt Renfrew locations across Canada through the H project, which has also been an incredible learning experience and a very supported um, experience, you know, from the team that we've worked with at Holt Renfrew. And so that aspect is really exciting, you know, having an indig- an indigenous luxury skincare brand mm-hmm. in some spaces where there has not been uh, indigenous brands before, I think is the next step. And and just continuing to, you know, follow this vision while keeping our, our eyes and our mind on how we can creatively scale and follow, you know, our frameworks of ethical reciprocal relationships with these plant ingredients and with the land. Mm-hmm. Your core values seem to be uh, just right in order and super strong and everything, everything that you say and how you're doing things. Um, that's really inspiring. Um what has, what's the biggest lesson you learned to date in entrepreneurship? Oh, that's a great question. I would say along the lines of, you know, what I said about kind of building a team is that uh, I think the best thing you can do you know, when the time comes is to, is to, you know, for, for lack of a better word, it's, you know, like delegate, like learn how to delegate, but, you know, really it's like learn how to share in the experience, because even if, even though it feels like we've said, you know, it feels scary to sort of put our babies in the arms of other people um, in this, in the sense of like, you know, this business that we know the ins and outs of there's such uh, you know, and you've, you've said it, there's such gifts in terms of what other people can bring. And I think knowing our strengths, like knowing my strengths as an entrepreneur as a person, I know where my limitations are. And Mm -hmm. as you move forward, it becomes clearer where you do need to bring in, you know, some uh, different expertise. And I would just say, you know, at those points, just don't, don't rush, you know, find, find good fits in terms of people who recognize, you know, maybe the unique aspects of the business, recognize uh, that, they need to be really, you know, working in concert with you because mm-hmm. Indigenous business is still, a, you know, it's still a very small percentage of small business. And, and in my, you know, particular sector, there's a ton of plant-based, you know, beauty brands out there. But in terms of Indigenous plant-based beauty brands, it's still a very, very, very small, you know, fraction of the um of the pie or piece of the pie. So I think just, you know, building a team and sharing in that, you know, that growth, but ensuring that you also have your framework in place in terms of what, what are you, uh, 
you know, how are you wanting to build this and what people can you bring in, you know, to help you do that. So that's, that's kind of the, the learning that I've had. And I would say that the difficult part of it, you know, again, was just making that transition and, and taking those steps and to go through growing pains. You know, I, I get kind of stressed out when things aren't running smoothly, but entrepreneurship has been a lesson in that, you know, each, each stage does come with change and, you know, adapt you need to be adaptable and reflexive, but having that, you know, kind of crystal clear, um, why am I doing this? You know, it, it allows me to come back and to just kind of recalibrate at each next step. Mm, I love that. I have, uh, I think about the word scaling a lot because it comes up and in my it's sort of changing its definition because I didn't like that word before uh, just because it, to me it meant sort of greed and it meant all these things that I didn't like. But learning to share, I like that learning to share that space and and then growing together. I like those words and I like the feelings that that those words bring. And you talk about finding your strengths. So how did you find your strengths and what are your strengths? Like, how does one person find that and to be able to self-reflect and learn who they are? It's a great question. And I feel like it's kind of, I looked back and I recognized that, Hey, like, wait a second. I feel the most, the most, you know, uh, sort of I'm standing the strongest in who I am when I'm doing this or when I'm sharing knowledge around this or when I'm, you know, teaching this. And so for me that this, you know, is really uh, plant knowledge and the intersections between culture, the land and plants to support, you know, health and wellness. And in this case of Squalo and, you know, beauty and self-care rituals. And so coming back to that time and time again, you know, as my touchstone for really everything that I'm doing in life. Um, I guess it took a while for me to recognize that, that that was enough. You know, I didn't need to be striving to be the best plant scientist. I didn't need to be striving to be the best, um, you know, at my financials, for example, like the process of growing a business reflects back to you pretty clearly, I think, where your strengths lie. And, and so for me, financials, you know, is an area that's been stressful. It's not a strong point. You know, fireweed has been amazing. We've been looking at, at really um, building our understanding of the trauma of money and where some, you know, where some relationships with money or financials and that kind of thing might be getting um, sort of, I guess, uh, uh, kind of bogged down in, in, in some of our own relationships. Cause you know, I, like my, my family has come through poverty and, um, you know, my, like my, um, my parents, my dad's family. So my dad's side of the family is Coast Salish and, and a lot of my family members, you know, uh, just really were living in ways where, you know, they were just, um, what's the saying, like hand to mouth, you know, like just, mm -hmm. and so I think that, um, Anyway, so so unpacking some of the financial stuff has been really great and really empowering. But I also recognize that I need I need help and support there, and I'm learning, you know, with that help and support because I have a really great team member who's who's um, helping me in that arena. So, anyways, I think that 
as I've gone forward, I have sort of looked back and realized that I'm, you know, somebody else that I did an interview with this interview with this past year said, you know, it really seems like you're leaning into your authority. And I thought about that. Mm. And, you know, the more that I work in this field, and the more that I just build my own experience, I think, uh, I reflect back that it's really driven, you know, like I'm a heart centered person. And it's really driven from that place that, you know, the, the core, goals of wanting to give back, wanting to contribute to cultural knowledge renewal, and wanting to put beauty out into the world. Mm. And I find that the entrepreneurial path really allows that, you know, my academic path is a different tool, it's a different way of doing it. But you know, squallowing is something that I have built. And so, you know, I also create the guidelines in terms of how I, you know, share this, this knowledge and the, the lens into, you know, the path that I'm on. Wow. Wanting to put beauty in the world. That is exactly what you're doing, uh, Lee. It is, you're ridiculously successful. Um, Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing some of your knowledge. Um, And uh, yeah, where can our listeners go to buy all of your products? And I just want to say your products all have five stars. Like there's no none of this three and a half star stuff. Like that's how wonderful um, everything is about your brand. So where can we go and find you? Amazing. Thank you so much. So you can visit our online store at our website, which is squallowen.com. It's S-K-W-A-L-W-E-N.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is Squallowen Botanicals, both on Instagram and Facebook. And we also have a list of our stockists on our webpage for where you can find us across Canada. Yay. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to be watching you. And thank you for, for doing what you do. Thank you so much, Sunshine. It's great talking with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Pow Wow Pitch podcast dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Facebook and Shopify. To our syndicate partners, Startup Canada. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz and to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Indigenous Startup Program to get access to training and mentors, the Powwow Pitch competition for your chance to win up to $25,000, and the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards to celebrate your success. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Quemtanasco. Miigwech.